to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. Happy New Year, everybody. We made it. Anyone in earshot to the sound of my voice saying a resounding hallelujah to God that you serve to thank him for keeping you for another year. It is evident that if you are still here, that means that you have a job to do for the Lord. And as we move into 2021 and continue along our journey, we will see where we are and what we need to be doing if you don't already know. Before I begin, I want to remind everyone that City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours. These tours are designed to give you a unique opportunity to learn the history of the New York City neighborhoods that you are currently running through. You can choose from 23 different tours of neighborhoods in Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, and the Bronx. For a list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, check out their website at www.cityrunningtours.com slash New York City. Also, check out their live tours every Saturday at 10 a.m. on Instagram.com slash city running tours. I want to begin this first show of the year talking about truth. What is the truth? And how can you spot truth? And what does it mean to you? I would also like to remind all my new listeners that if you want to hear anything that we discussed in 2019 and 2020, go to my show page on Radio Free Brooklyn, or you can find me on Spotify and iTunes. Now, as I was saying, truth, we will look at it, try to define it, and understand it. Because going forward in this year, everything that we do must be based on truth. What we say, how we respond, and the actions we take in our lives. As you know, I always like to begin when I start out with the word, 
to give the definition of it. So we all have the same meaning and we're all coming to it from the same perspective. Merriam-Webster defines truth as the body of real things, events, and facts, i.e. actuality. Or it's the state of being the case, i.e. a fact. Often capitalized, a transcendent, fundamental, or spiritual reality, a judgment, proposition, or idea that is true or accepted as truth, truths of thero thermodynamics, the body of truth statements and propositions. That's a whole lot, right? Einstein said, whoever is careless with the truth in small matters cannot be trusted with important matters. So, whatever happened to telling the whole truth and nothing but the truth? If we were to take into account all of the definitions that we just heard, can we really determine what is true? From the definitions, it seems as though truth is always a fact, but that is not necessarily true. One thing that is certain is that facts can always be proven, but might not necessarily always mean it is the truth. Let's look at the difference between fact and truth, because I think we need to try to make a distinction between the two of them so that we can have a better understanding of what is truth and what is fact. Now, the difference between truth and fact has been a long source of confusion for many. However, it is said that truth is a subjective matter, whereas fact is an objective matter. This is due to the fact that while truth is what a person believes to be truth, a fact has been proven and is available for everybody to see, hear, and feel. The two words by definition would seem to be similar because they are related. And believe it or not, most people will use the terms interchangeably because of their similarities. So now, in trying to determine what is fact and what is truth, I had to do some digging, right? So according to an article, an article that I found in differencebetween.net, facts are basically something that exists or are present in reality, whereas truth can be described as a state of a certain matter, be it a person, a place, a thing, or an event. And it is what a person believes, right? So if you believe that something is true, then it, to you, it's going to be true. Now, truth also answers the questions of what's really happening, right? But technically, facts answer certain why questions like where or when or even how, while truth answers the question of why. But now truth doesn't only answer the question of why, truth can also answer some questions of how and even what 
it depends on, I guess, the question that's asked and the answer that's given. So with all that, now I'm really confused because I know you're probably really confused as well about what's the difference between truth and fact. So I decided to take some examples of these two that we deal with in daily in our daily lives, right? To even get a better understanding for myself. Because after I read that, I was like, what are you talking about? So then I had to sit there for a minute and I said, okay, now given that definition of what they say truth and fact is and the difference between the two, I said, how could I apply that to something that would make sense to not only myself, but also to all of you that are listening to me. So this is what I came up with. Okay, fact. According to the calendar, January has 31 days, right? And that is a fact because everybody knows that January has 31 days. Truth. Four out of the 31 days in January, we can expect to have snow in New York City. Now, Although on average four days in January it has snowed, it is not a fact that we will have exactly four days in January with snow. We could easily have more days with snow or less days with snow. Now here's another truth that could be said about the snow in January. But this is also not a fact. We have had some Januaries without snow. Now, that is our truth here in New York City. Now, in other parts of New York, like in New York State and upstate, it could very well be a different story. In upstate New York, their truth is that 16 days out of the 31 days in January, they can expect to have and will see snow. So you see how the truth of snow in January is subject to an event? And not only an event, but what is true to you at the moment and in the time at where you're at, right? Because here in New York City, our truth about snow in January is different from the people in upstate New York, their truth about snow in January. But yet, if you look at both truths, both truths are correct. And now here I have another one. Fact, COVID-19 is a virus which created a pandemic. Right? It is a disease that has taken millions of lives in 2019 and 2020. Truth, COVID-19 was created in a laboratory or perhaps punishment from God. Now, this is some people's truths. I'm not saying it's the truth, but this is what some people believe. There are some people that believe that COVID-19 was man-made and they manufactured it in a lab laboratory. And then you have others who say, oh, the end of, the, you know, um, Time is growing short. The end of the world is near. And perhaps it's just God punishing us for being so disobedient to, and not following his his um, not following the way that he wants us to live. But that's some people's truth. It doesn't it doesn't it's not fact. It's not fact. So you see how truth is relative to the person that is doing the believing. So now I know you're probably asking yourself at this moment. OK, well, OK, how can we know? what truth is, right? How could I know the truth? So here's one way that you can try. Well, here's a couple of ways that I have written down that you can try to decipher or make sense of what is truth. Number one, what do you assume to be true, right? Stop thinking of everything as absolute or 
that when a particular person speaks, that they are always stating the truth. It could very well be truth, but it could be their truth. Just because many people believe something to be true, it might very well not be true. We have to form our own opinion on the subject based upon the facts from doing investigations concerning that subject or that topic or that event or that whatever it is situation that is happening at the time. Number two, we have to accept the fact that people are different and will have different views on many subjects. And that is to be expected and we should accept that. People come from all different backgrounds with various experiences and degrees of understanding. You have to give room for others to not see things exactly how you see them. Not that either of you are wrong, it's just that you're coming from it from a different perspective. And language also plays a part in understanding someone's truth. Because depending on how you use words and the context at which they are used, and we've, uh, we spoke about it last year, how words are so powerful, certain words that you use can make some people think that some things are true. And then certain words that you use can make some people think that things are not true. It just depends on the context and how you're using it. Number three, don't commit yourself wholeheartedly into a particular point of view. Now, it's okay to understand different sides of an issue and to accept that people can believe differently. But before you want to take a stance on this is what it is and this is true and this is what I believe, really fact check to see if what you're believing is not just based on assumptions, assumptions, as we said, of, well, the majority of people are saying this, so it must be true. Just like we said in, in the, ex um, the example I gave in number one. Just really take an understanding to think about what is being said. Number four, and this ties in with this, try to focus on similarities rather than differences. Sometimes we want to base truth on because we're so polar opposite. So it, it's got to be true if it's opposite of what someone else is saying or believing. Are there parts of the story that you can agree upon? Do you understand the points where you differ? And that's fine because that's, say, that's where coming together you can agree to disagree, still allowing others to hold on to their point of view because, like I said, we all have different points of view depending on our background and our various degrees of understanding. Number five, because I tied in four with the similarities rather than differences, when it comes to matters of importance, now this is where we need to, th this is key. When it comes to matters of importance, we have to decide, we have to decide if the view that we hold is relevant. Does it make sense in the larger scheme of things? Does it offend anyone? Is it based on facts? And don't be fooled by the use of statistics to prove a point because statistics does not make it true. 
numbers can be skewed mainly due to the sample size taken to obtain the data. So base your assumptions on information drawn from sources that are trusted. Now, in today's world, truth seems to be a very slippery concept. We know all last year we were bombarded with information, 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 and being, um, being locked down in the house because of the coronavirus, we were getting information from all sources. We were getting information from all sources and from all different sides. Everything, one side was saying one thing, one side was saying another. It was just becoming so confusion, so confusing, right? So in today's world, truth seems to be a slippery concept. And according to the dictionary, we've officially adopted a number of different types of truth or understandings of what truth is. But we have to remember, for every reason there is to tell a lie, there is a better reason to tell the truth, right? Think about that. For every reason there is a lie, there is a better reason to tell the truth. And that's what exactly a lie and truth is, you know. Uh, they're just opposites of each other, right? Because somebody could tell a story one way, and it could be the truth. And then somebody could come along and tell that same story, leaving out maybe a word or two, or adding an extra word or two, and then it becomes a lie. So you have to make sure that when you base your assumptions and that you try to trying to figure out what is truth and what is a lie, take your time, make, you know, weigh all the differences, see which one really pans out that, man, eh, does it sound like it might be? Or, and see what facts back it up, right? So let us look at what the Bible says concerning truth. And we're going to take John 14, 16, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? And 2020, like I said, has been a year of false accusations, lies, and the most infamous way of looking at a situation, according to Kellyanne Conway, air quotes, alternative facts. I believe it's time to get back to the basics, right? It's time to get back to the basics. America is a country. America is a country that was founded on Christian values, right? Our forefathers, that's what they all believed. And although it was the basis of our beginnings, we have fallen away from it for multiple reasons. So, so many I can't even begin to even list. But we also believe in the freedom of religion, which allows a person to practice any form of religion that they believe. So now with that, having freedom of religion, that means people can believe what they feel they want to believe or have been brought up and taught through culture, through, you know, neighborhood, through the country that they come from. They believe certain things, right? Depending on situations and events. So now with that, if truth is truth to whoever the truth is, <laughs> let me say this again. If the truth is truth to whoever to whomever is believing the truth, now you can see how there's so many different truths. So I say 
since we have freedom of religion, since America is a Christian-based co- country, let's just all go back to the beginning. Let's go back to what we believe, and although what we believe can be fundamentally different, regardless of how different it might appear to be, we can come to some common ground concerning truth and then from there build a bridge to understanding. Because fundamentally, in all religions, it all is based around love. It's all based around understanding. It's all based around tolerance. Now, the different levels may vary, but it's all based on those three things. So if we all go back to our basic beliefs being to be tolerant, to be patient, to be understanding, and to deal with one another in love, then we can build that bridge to understanding. And based upon the facts that are founded from trusted sources, right? That's how we can come to draw the conclusion of what is actual truth, right? And not just what Some people want to put out there and say, oh, just follow it. It's the truth because the majority is saying it. The majority saying it doesn't make it true. The majority saying it and following it doesn't make it true. That's why you have to fact check everything. Fact check everything. Find out what it's based on. Find out where did it originate from. How did it come about to be out there for people to be toting it as being the truth? And then from there, based upon your fundamental beliefs, see if there is some good in what the whole situation is talking about. Like, how, how believable is this? Does it, does you believe, if you believe this, does it hurt a large group of people? By you repeating this, what is stated that's supposedly true, does it damage someone's reputation? You know, does it damage someone's reputation? How does your passing this on as being truth affect the greater good? All those things have to be taken into consideration. So as we go forth in 2021, like I said, everything we learned to help us cope with what happened in 2020. We have brought them into 2021 with us. And because we've had to deal with so many instances of not knowing the truth, it's best that before we run with a certain understanding, we need to totally sit down and weigh against everything that we've know, that we know, that we might have seen that we probably have heard and just see if it if it does if it all falls into the realm of tolerance love understanding right all those things to make it work for everyone i can't say what should be truth for you i can't say i can i don't know what your experiences are I don't know what your background is, but I know what, how they, okay, the joke is everybody always says, everybody has their own truth, their truth, their truth. But although with their truth, there is only really one truth. You could have a 
opinion of a truth, but there is only one truth, right? So if we go back to that standard, and I think truth should be based on, is it rooted in love? If it's rooted in love, then nine times out of 10, it could be true. But if it's rooted in hatred or um, bigotry or racism, is that really true? Could that really be true? Nine times out of 10, no. Nine times out of 10, it's not going to be true. It might be true for a few, but it's not gonna be something where you can make it a blanket truth against all. There's always gonna be that, that, that uh, there's always gonna be that possibility that the truth could be true for one or two, but you can't make it a blanket statement to make it blanket truth for an entire culture or country. So we have to be very careful when we do that. And with that, I think we've beat this truth and fact enough. It's I just wanted to give you guys something to, um, to think about because going forward in this, like I said, in this year, as we move forward with everything that's happening, I want us to everything that we deal with, everything that we speak, let it be grounded in truth, but not just truth of what you believe, but truth that would be, mm, okay, even though I don't understand it, th it might be true. You know what I mean? You have to leave that open-mindedness in there to understand differences because we are all different and we should all be accepted for being different. I think it's time for us to take a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> You're supposed to have it all together And when they ask how you're doing Just smile and tell them Never better Line number two Everybody's life is perfect Except yours So keep your messes and your wounds And your secrets safe with you Behind closed doors truth be told the truth is rarely told I say I'm fine, yeah I'm fine oh I'm fine, hey I'm fine but I'm not I'm broken and when it's out of control I say it's under control but it's not and you know it I don't know why it's so hard to admit it when being honest is the only way there's no failure, no fall, there's no sin you don't already know. So let the truth be told. There's a sign on the door, says come as you are, but I doubt it. Cause if we live like that was true, every Sunday morning pew would be crowded. Like me. 
back. Welcome back to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. It is now time for Op-Ed. Now, in Op-Ed today, I'd like to talk about, of course, the coronavirus vaccine. And it would be remiss of me to not mention it because that is the number one topic, right, in the world. In the world, here in America, because everybody wants to get rid of this coronavirus that we are all dealing with. And because of the holidays, we are having a spike in the numbers, which we expected because they predicted it. They predicted it. Now, see, here it is. Was that a truth? Was it a truth? Now, they predicted it. It didn't make it. They stated it as a fact that we were going to have an uptick in the numbers. But because people did gather during the holidays, it made the fact become a truth because the numbers did uptick because of everybody gathering because of the holidays, right? So anyway, talking about the coronavirus. Now there's two things and I was, I don't really know much about it, but I'm glad that I watched this show that was on CNN and it was talking about there's a Novax. There's now a third company coming out with with the virus, uh, with the virus, with a vaccine for the virus. And it moved into phase three of testing for this vaccine. But now here's the interesting thing that I found out about this particular company. Now, Pfizer and Moderna, I think that's the name. I always say that name incorrectly. Pfizer and Moderna, their vaccines give the body instructions for how to combat the virus. But Novax gives the body the actual virus. So it's like they created Novax, like the way the flu virus, um, the flu virus, <laughs> the flu vaccine is created. Like, you know, when you take a flu shot, you're actually getting part of the flu for that season in your system so that your body can then create antibodies against the disease. And that's what this Novax, this Novax one that they're doing at this company, it's actually giving, they mimicked what the virus entailed in the lab and this is what's in their vaccine as opposed to, like I said, Pfizer and Moderna what their vaccine does is they saw what the COVID virus contained and what they did is they put instructions into the vaccine to say, if this happens, do this. If this shows up, do this. So they give instructions, whereas the Novax actually gives the virus. Now, I don't know which one works better. Is it better to have instructions of what to do with something or to have the actual something in you so that your body can then make up its own instructions of what to do with it. I don't know. But millions need to be vaccinated before we can begin to feel comfortable when they talk about that herd immunity. There's still millions that need to be vaccinated. And I think thus far, the last count was like 2 million something or other. And they say that's a very low number. And now... Of course, there's always a scandal attached to something. No matter what we do, 
I don't know what's the matter with humans, but no matter what human beings do, there's always got to be a scandal attached to it, right? It wouldn't be a human story if there wasn't a scandal attached to it. Here's the scandal with the virus, the, the vaccine now. Number one, Pat, what was the name of that, that come, it's a, oh, Pat Care is a medical facility. They got their hands on the vaccine and they were just giving it out to everyone. It was supposed to be for first responders and essential workers first. They were just giving it to any and everybody that was walking through the door, actually soliciting it to their, uh, I guess, whoever was the highest bidder to come and get the come and get the shot. So, of course, when New York City found that out, they shut it down and they made them send back the, the vaccine because they were distributing it improperly. And then on top of that, you have this doctor in Wisconsin who had a whole 500, I think it was 500 doses of the, the Moderna one. He left it out of the refrigerator, just left it on the counter, destroyed an, an entire batch of the vaccine. They don't know what his motive was. I haven't heard any more about that story. I don't know if they're burying it. I don't know what the story is with that. But the fact that you have people that want to you have people that want to sell the vaccine to make money because they know so many people want to take it that are not essential workers. And then you have doctors who don't want anybody to get it for whatever reason. I don't even know. I'm not even going to begin to speculate because I don't even want to put that thought out into the atmosphere. But now they're holding the vaccine and they're destroying it. So it's like, here we go once again. Here we go once again. You can never just get something and let it be what it's supposed to be, right? But I say all that to say, after the first two shots, then it takes two to three weeks before you get the second shot, I believe. And then after that second shot, it takes another two weeks before your body has built up an immunity to the virus. So in all, it's like it takes like a month and a half. Once you get the all the initial doses of the the vaccine, it's going to take at least a month and a half before your body really says, okay, I know what to do if I encounter this particular bug within me, I know what to do with it. So it's something that we have to wait and see. The woman that took it originally, she was, um, I was watching, I think it was Channel 7 had the count. No, I was watching CNN, but they were also in Times Square. But in Times Square for New Year's Eve, they had all the essential workers there honoring them and, you know, because of everything, all the hard work that they've done throughout the year here, saving our lives and saving the lives of people who don't want to follow instructions, like wear a mask and you wouldn't have gotten sick, but that's another story. So they were talking to her and she was saying that she feels fine. She hasn't gotten her second shot yet, but she's waiting, you know, she's, she's in line to get her second shot and she says she's feeling fine and she didn't say that she had any reaction to it. And so I guess, I don't know. I don't know, people. I'm still kind of on the fence about it. I'm still kind of on the fence about it. I'm not sure, but we'll have to see, right? We'll have to see how they put it out there to the general public. And we'll have to see if it's something that we do all need to take. But Here's a bit that made me kind of like, ooh, I don't know, this is scary. 
you know that they were saying that when you travel by in the airlines, you know, you have to take a COVID test before you get to the airport. I mean, not before you get to the airport, but before you board your, you have to have had a COVID test three days before you board your flight. You have to show proof that you did take that COVID test. So when you get to wherever you're going, they then test you again after you quarantine to make sure that you don't have it before they let you into the general population, right? So now they were saying, oh, in order to find out who has the vaccine to make screening easier at the airports rather than everybody showing these pieces of paper from the, their doctors, they're, they're thinking about creating a COVID ID meaning that when you go to the airport, and I guess they're not going to just use it at the airport. They're probably going to use it on all means of transportation, like trains and buses and stuff like that. You have a card to show that you did, you did not the vaccine, the, the test. You have a card to say that you can travel because you took the test and you were negative rather than showing the slip of paper. As soon as I heard that, the first thing that came to my mind was, that's the mark of the beast. And I know it's like exaggerating, but that's the first thing I thought of. Everybody always thought that the mark of the beast was going to be a number that was going to be tattooed on you and you wouldn't be able to get bread and food and goods and things like that. But if we have to have an ID to show that we took the vaccine in order to be able to travel from one place to the next, isn't that almost like being branded as well? Like, if you don't have this card, then you can't move about because now you're the only one and everyone's looking at you as being the spreader or what, however you want to look at it. I don't know. It just struck me as kind of strange when I heard it and I'll probably have to think about it some more, try to see what my spirit really gets from it. But when I heard them say it on the news that they're thinking about, oh, they're now thinking about coming up with this card so that everyone that has been vaccinated you can prove, because back in the day when you used to have a vaccine, old-fashioned vaccination, we used to have a vaccination card. That's what they say. When you went to travel, you had your vaccination card to prove that you had your vaccines. But now this card is a different one. Of course, it's going to be digital because we're in the digital age, and it's going to be encoded with some type of information concerning, your, I guess, your health status. I don't know. I just I have to listen to it more. And I forgot the company that they said was looking into creating these cards. But as soon as I find out more about it, of course, you know, I am going to bring it with you, bring it to you. And so with that, I say my time is growing short and our word of the month, which is only fitting for this month to start out our year is going to be truth and we all know what the definition of truth is but I will read it again even though I read it in the beginning of the show truth is where is it truth is the body of real things events and facts the state of being the case and for our promise I promise for this week is going to be from John 8:32 and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's coming from the King James version. And with that, I want to say have a blessed day. Happy New Year once again. Let's start it off right. 
whatever it is that you put in your mind to do, concentrate on it and you'll be able to do it. You'll be able to complete it. Any goals that you set for yourself for this year, let's just start it out with this month. Let's just do them and follow through. Let's not fill our plates with too much. Because, you know, when you put too much on your plate at one time, it becomes overwhelming. And we don't want to become too overwhelmed and the year just started. So if you're setting goals for yourself for the year, let's take it in baby steps. Let's take it in small increments. Let's start with for this month, set uh, set aside some goals that you would like to achieve, work on those. And once you accomplish those, that is the stepping stone to your next set of goals that you're going to set for yourself come in the next month. And you'll see as you complete the set of goals that you set for yourself month after month after month, by the end of the year, it would have gotten you to where you want to be ultimately. So let's just start out the year right before we become overwhelmed and we don't want to end up doing anything. And with that, I want to say have a blessed day, be good to one another, take care of one another, look out for one another, and until God brings us together again, if it's his will, I will see you next week. Peace.
Brothers and sisters, <laughs> I want to welcome you back to life, back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter, hallelujah. How can it be? Church saying, come on! 